Atrafini, you turn around the star, operate. Um, a card um, of hope, faith, and rejuvenation. Except the star is covered by an octopus. Uh, the eight points of the star have the eight tentacles of the octopus sticking out, kind of like a star. What do you do? Well, you're not the way you should be. Hmm. I'm going to have um, you roll an awareness. Okay. Laswell immediately starts patting himself down, misunderstanding the situation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 11. Yeah, that's pretty good. So you see this octopus there. I think it sounds like you were probably staring at it a little bit because you were talking. Yeah. You blink and it's no longer there. Oh. I'm just going to look up to the others. Did any of you see the card change? Uh, no. Jacob is just going to shake his head. It's like, it, I, so you didn't see a octopus over the star with tentacles and things. An octopus? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, and I, I think I would have noticed that. That seems something that you don't expect to see every day. Yeah. <laughs> As the man said, Mrs. Uh, Trefini, that, uh, that that's a mite uh, attention getting. And now, just a rather nice looking piece of art of a star. I see, I see. I think that She's just going to, like, gently push the cards and put them back and just, like, fold the cloth up over them and tuck them away right away. I think I'll set those aside right now. That might be a good idea. Uh, Perhaps I'm just tired and my eyes played a trick on me. And she casts Detect Spirits. Okay. Yeah, roll detect, Detect Spirit. I mean, unfortunately... With our luck, probably not. I mean, I might as well. It might as well just be said and get out there, the universe, you know. Eight. All right. So you don't detect anything, Ren. Okay. Nope. All right then. I'm just gonna. I think I'm gonna close my eyes for the rest of the ride, gentlemen. If you well, and she just like leans back and closes her eyes. You want my hat to block out the light? No, no. I'll be quite fine, thank you. In that very, uh, like, will, clearly not asleep, but eyes closed sort of way. Like, I am going to sleep now. I am sleeping. I am sleeping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, uh, it's, you know, it's, what is it, late in the day now? Probably late in the night, even? I'm trying to remember what time of day you decided to leave. Did we leave, like, first thing in the morning or in the evening? I can't remember. I think it was the evening, because I don't remember there being an overnight of any kind. Right. We... No, I don't either. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I, think, I think it was, um... Evening ish. We shot our things and then left. Yeah. We did the shop, we did Laszlo, and then mm-hmm. we went back to Amos's place. Yeah. And I think, yeah, we, we you know, looked over the list. We decided, yeah, we, sh- we need to go. We can't waste much time. Yeah. And we figured an overnight trip would be better because less traffic, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Not even truly overnight. I mean, it is January, yeah. so nighttime starts in what, six o'clock? Yeah. So the three-hour ride or so gets you there at nine. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, and you did have tickets that were kind of the um, you know <laughs> anytime the you kind. want the fancy kind. 
So, uh, yeah, you didn't have to really wait too much or anything. Um, also, I think that one of the reasons you'd want to, not necessarily rush, but you know that you, if you didn't catch the train today, you'd need to do it tomorrow because the day after would be Burns Day. Mm-hmm. Right now it's about the 23rd, so. Sounds like us leaving as quickly as possible was the smart thing to do. Uh, Miss, uh, Madame Trefini, are you, um, let me think. You're trying to actually go to sleep? No, she just is closing her eyes. Just closing her eyes. Okay, all right. Yeah. So yeah. Because she doesn't um, feel like talking at the, about it at the moment. Yeah. Nothing really comes to you while you're resting if you're thinking anything yeah. light. But she just really didn't want to talk to the boys about it because it was weird to her. Yeah. It freaked her out just a little. Is everyone else going to basically be quiet and let her rest? <laughs> she doesn't care yeah. if the others talk. Yeah. Still, you know, we'll keep our voices down. Salutations, dear listeners. This is Boneyards and Boo Jumps, an 1879 RPG actual play podcast. Chapter 3 Two Tree Island. Uh, Amos will probably just be pulling out his uh, handgun and cleaning it. <laughs> of course. And if that's the case, I think uh, Jacoby might pull out a deck of cards and kind of shake it in Laszlo's direction and say, eh? <laughs> I'm game. I, I think that Laszlo just ha- how am I at least noticing that it uh, it had uh, um, had disturbed her a little bit. I feel like he might have made sure to just have one of his mallets out or take one of his mallets out Knuckle case set and just have it by the side and kind of position himself where he can keep an eye on the door. Yeah. Are you anteing up any money on this game of cards? Do I have money? You have a little <laughs> bit. I was going to say that's a good a question. Because VR, you can use your gambling skill for a, a little competition. Okay. Yeah, I'll ante up some money. Okay. How much do you have, anyways? Yeah, you could probably throw a shilling up or something if you're. Yeah, I have four shillings from contributions. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I think we said narratively you lost some other money to that nun, but otherwise, um, mm-hmm. you still have that four shillings. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw out a shilling. Okay. Uh, Jacob, he doesn't have gambling, so he can roll straight perception, I believe it is. But Laszlo can Sounds roll. Plan. Gambling, which means you can use karma if you want. What do you say? Two shillings. You said one, but yeah. Okay, no one. One is fine. Depends what. Low game level stakes game. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I'm trying to think of Victorian era card games for two people. The best, the most I can think of is like blackjack. Yeah, yeah, I'll throw a karma in there. Okay, and this is a contested roll, <laughs> and Jake could be on a one, and Laszlo on an eight means Laszlo cleans him out on this, and uh, yeah, you get your shilling. <laughs> yeah, you got more money. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. One more time. <laughs> okay, right. go for it. Hey, I think Lazo puts then puts down three shillings, the one he won, and then the next one. Careful now, don't break your bank. First yes. Lazo with a six. Oh, the gambler gets uh, cleaned out. <laughs> yeah, cleaned out. But who knows? Maybe Jacoby's just lucky too. Could be. Yeah, but second... I now have seven shillings. Yeah, your second uh, round of blackjack, you actually get blackjack, it looks like. Whereas um, Laszlo's stuck, maybe went over 21 on his. And you are a couple shillings richer. Because there was a shilling you lost, and then you gained two more. Yay! And uh, yeah, I'll say the rest of the ride is pretty quiet. Uh, you get to the train station. Um, Madame Trefini, are you just going to rest the whole time, or are you, when it comes to a stop, are you going to then um, kind yeah, of She, she basically is, at one point, like, she'll open her eyes and just stay quiet, but just sort of look around. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of dark outside. Um, there's a few lights, of course. You know, there's a few electric lights these days and um, other, like, gas lamps. Um, it's about 9, 9.30-ish, you think. Um, and... Um, Laszlo, uh, I think on um, uh, getting off the train, you'll recognize one of the carriages posted there with, um, it has uh, the, we'll say someone holding a, a card, uh, a very large placard with um, the, the phrase, uh, the word Aylesbury on it. Oh yeah, that, there's our ride right over there. He motions over. I think he motions over with the cricket back because by the time they got off, he put the croquet the croquet mount back in, and I don't know. I just I feel like he it's he doesn't have a holder for the croquet back, so when he's not <laughs> doing, he's kind of just fiddling around with it. Ah, fair enough. Lead the way then. And uh, you'll all notice this carriage is a little bigger than most. In fact, it seems to have been modified so that uh, trolls and snarks can fit inside and don't have to sit outside necessarily so it's a big one excellent comfort jacoby you can actually fit in there with other people civilized i would say that lasso will probably open the door for you and being a he wants to be a civil guide and there's there's a back area you can toss your cricket bat and all that stuff um the um carriage driver is himself a troll actually and um, wearing a top hat and um, oh, a fairly decent Victorian outfit. He kind of smiles and nods. Uh, Amos will throw his backpack into the carrier and uh, assist Madame Trefini to get in. She sets her luggage down so that somebody can put it away for her and then goes in, Go, you know, takes the assistance. Jacob, you will do that. <laughs> Thank you. And yeah, after the uh, the carriage um, heads in the direction of a place called Two Tree Island, it's not that far from uh, where you're at. So the train station is at uh, Lay on Sea, 
or sorry, Leonsi, um, got to pronounce that right, uh, which is a uh, small little seaside town. Uh, and it's a very short ride um, towards the Two Tree Island, which uh, you're noticing the bridge to this quote-unquote island is not much of a bridge for an island. You're wondering if maybe is this an island just because it's surrounded by sea on one side and a very narrow river on the other side? That's kind of stretching the definition of an island quite a bit. And you're coming across on the northeast side, and there's several roads here, it seems like. This seems like a fairly new estate, um, because all the lights are electric. First of all, is one thing you know, so there's no gas lighting. Most of the trees you see here are shrubs, um, and they're maybe you see in the dark, for those of you with low light vision, uh, which I believe is Jacoby and Men of Trefini and... Um, uh, we have yeah. heat vision, I believe. You have heat they vision? Have, yeah, okay. the dwarves have heat vision. Right. I always mix that up. So, Jacoby, you're able to see in the low-light vision that there are two very large mm -hmm. trees at the center of this estate, uh, both giant elms. The rest seem mm -hmm. to be freshly planted saplings and shrubs. Um, places heavily um, landscaped recently, you think. Uh, it even includes a bit of a little bit of a pond lake thing in the center as you go by there that also looks fairly new in construction. And you're brought up to the estate manor. Um, and a group of, we'll say, a mix of regular humans and uh, one orc and another troll come to greet you as um, porters, basically. They are uh, going to take your baggage and show you to a place to stay for the night at the manor. It's kind of like a side guest house next to the main manor building. Oh, fancy. And Laszlo, you've been here before, so you kind of know this a bit, but um, you would also know maybe something you can, you would mention to Jacoby, because Jacoby might be noticing this too, that uh, actually Jacoby totally knows this, that there's a lot of open greenery here, mm -hmm. open plains. Great for equestrian, you think. You could do some riding around here, probably. Oh, that sounds nice. And you think you might have seen, or maybe smelled, uh, you got an extra sense of smell, a, uh, a stall nearby with probably some ah. horses. So maybe you could get your cowboy legs working again. Sounds like a plan. Um, yeah, so this, uh, we'll say, human... Uh, well-dressed outfit, much like the troll, uh, greets you and takes you to... Um, rooms that are set aside for each of you, even Laszlo, and you have one as well. And uh, they say, well, breakfast will be at 7 a.m. Sharp, is that fine? Yes, of course. Thank you. Of course. Sounds about my usual time, yeah. <laughs> the early rising gambler. Yeah, but rising doesn't mean awake. And I'm going to get Madame Trefini to roll the willpower. Nine, okay. Um, you begin to think in your dreams to begin to have a little bit of a vision, you think? Um, okay. are you gonna let this happen? Because you have yes. some willpower. Um, sure you're actually, happen. so you're actually kind of doing a reading for someone, you think, in a dream. And the same kind of thing happens again, where you pull out on the three-card uh, tarot. The third card is usually the future, right? Yeah. And you pull that out, and this time you see a much more animated version of what you saw before. You see 
the star and it's kind of rotating and then this uh, octopus emerges out of it and kind of replaces it with the eight pointed tentacles. At one point the star stops spinning and the, the octopus grabs around it. Three of its tentacles wrap around three of the points of the star and it kind of stares at you enough to probably creep you out a little bit and wake you up. Feel feel like as as it's staring at her and creeping her out, she'll just like shake her head in the dream to wake herself up, to sort of shake herself awake. (sighs) And you do have to happen to wake up right when the bell goes off the uh, down the hallway. Breakfast time? (sighs) She'll get up and start dressing herself. As a bit of a... (laughs) And you're all treated to a very nice breakfast. Uh, I don't know what a very nice Victorian breakfast would be, but I'm sure there's plenty of bacon um, and eggs and uh, sausage. Toast and, uh, you know, if you have any special orders, they might actually be able to do it, depending on, you know, it seems to be a fairly ritzy place. Blood but pudding. Uh, ooh, yeah, so they would probably do that for you. And um, I will get, um, I think I'll get Jacoby and Amos to roll a awareness or perception. So I, I, I would like say Madame too, Trafini's a little more distracted by things right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lazo's been here before, so it's nothing new to him. Yeah, he's... Ooh, critical failure on oh. Jacoby. Oh my god. Ow! That's great. All right, I'll start with Amos and... Yes, it's great for me. Oh boy, that right. hurts. Now I got to figure out a critical failure thing. That's gonna be funny. <laughs> but first, uh, yeah, almost you. Um, you do notice, and it's probably some of your like, you know, you can recognize handiwork and craft work because uh, you work on guns. The building is definitely fairly new. First of all, the handiwork is really interesting. Everything is larger, like Laszlo mentioned. Like it seems like someone's really thought out the dimensions of the stairs, doors. Um, things were already kind of big in the Victorian era a little bit, but they've been made even bigger, uh, wider. Um, little accommodations like um, just like the height of the doorknobs, and and some of these some of these doors actually have two doorknobs. Um, you notice the, the more critical ones, one that presumably would be for a dwarf to be very easily able to reach and the other for like a, a troll to very easily reach and they're connected to each other. Um, so a lot of considerations there have been made. Ooh, excellent. And Jacoby, I gotta wait. Uh, it might hold your critical failure for later <laughs> for something. <laughs> That's fair. I figured he was just, I figured he was just going to be too busy with food and breakfast to really notice anything. He woke up yeah. famished or something. Oh, just right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. I, I, sort of, I sort of had an idea, Rob, because I was going to yeah. say that La- I feel like Glasgow, when he every, when he comes out, he's not wearing his hat, but he's just kind of spinning it on his finger. Yeah. And kind of like, he, he I, I, I don't think he ever turns off, so it's, so like, as he sits down, he kind of like does like a I'll loop off the back, catch it on another finger, and then puts it on his head. Very maybe nice. that. Maybe and that. I, I think this morning you were also, uh, you found an envelope underneath your uh, door, and it was with your requisite payment for um, delivering these folks here. Um, oh, nice. You have been given a, we'll say two pounds. 
as he puts the hat on, Madame Trefini just reaches over, takes it off, and sets it next to him on the floor. <laughs> Not at the table. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, sorry about that. No problem. It's not your fault. Yeah, the the wait staff here, servants are kind of used to all sorts, so they don't really pick about that. But um, you're later greeted by this human with reddish hair, early 30s, seems fairly Scottish, uh, clean shaven. I think he calls out first to Amos because he recognizes the... Because you, you have a Scottish background for Amos, right? Uh, yes, he was yeah. partially, yes. Yeah, does he have red hair too? Uh, no. No, no okay. he has dark hair. Dark hair. All right. Yep. Um, but he's no—he knows your name. So um, you'll hear someone call out, "Amos, is that a Scottish name?" Ah, uh, it is. Well, pleasure to meet you. I'm Marlo. And you see this reddish hair, human, early thirties, kind of clean-shaven, fairly ah. thick Scots accent. Ah, most Blackstone. Nice to meet you. So you're the lot that has been working for Willie, eh? Uh, Willie. And he'll laugh and go, uh, just a, a little joke between me and the Fisk, uh, or the, and he corrects himself, the uh, Marquess. Marquess. Ah, yes. <laughs> Interesting name. <laughs> and um, maybe, did anybody do any research on the Marquess at all? Just curious on that one. I don't think we'd had time yet. No, no. okay. All right. I don't yeah. think we'd had a chance to. And, um, yeah, he'll, when he kind of laughs, he says, well, okay, so... Sounds like you don't know this, but uh, his his full name is uh, George William Thomas Brunel Bruce, um, but um, he always grew up with the name Willie. That's a second name, if you're keeping track. That's um, when he pulls out his fingers. He's got five names. Seem a lot of names. Well, it comes with the aristocracy, I tell you. It does. <laughs> Fair and, enough. Uh, I'll say, well, uh, Willie, or uh, the Marquess, uh, would like to meet with you tonight. Um, perhaps over drinks, brandy, scotch? Fair this enough. Tomorrow night's the Burns Night Dinner, and there'll be a lot of guests that night, so oh, we figure it'd be much better to have uh, a little quiet uh, private meeting about your findings. Ah, quite right. And he'll look at Laszlo and say, you're, you're welcome to join as well, Laszlo. We, um, we we appreciate you knowing as well what is going on here. All right, uh, that sounds that sounds interesting. That I'll I'll attend. Ah, what time should we call? Well, let's see. Marques will probably. Why don't we make it uh, five p.m. before before sunset? Just before sunset, he, he will come into the uh, the manor, and um, we'll greet him outside. How about that? Just outside the manor home. Fair enough. Sounds lovely. As you wish. In the meantime, you're free to um, explore the estate during the day. Is there any requests for anything? Is there a library? Oh, yes. Actually, a fairly decent one, madam. So Excellent. We will... I'm, um, yes, I'm going to ask about any, uh, any off-limits areas. Just, I, I don't want to poke my nose where I don't belong. You see, I don't want to be rude, but uh, taking your invitation to explore the grounds, I want to make sure I ain't being where I ain't wanted. Well, I would say if there's a locked door, uh, that would be your signal. Otherwise, I should be fine. Hmm, that was the hard to hear about. 
Oh, it's uh, quite good. We've been stocking the grounds with boar. Oh, boar. We've been hoping to get some of those um, dinosauria-type creatures from the grove, but um, well, unfortunately, there's just that isn't a thing anyone does yet. Um, there's a little concern about perhaps invasive species. Should we bring anything over from the grove? Ah, fair enough. Um, yes, boar. That sounds excellent. I wish to speak on this, but I don't know what Jacoby would know concerning the Grove and Dinosauria species. <laughs> My interest is peaked, however. I'm a dinosaur kid from the 80s, so... <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, I think your character's curious, because you did see that ad a while back in the back of that Jack Snark thing. Um, the mm. the uh, Penny Dreadful. Oh, right, right, the museum thing. Yeah, about Dinosauria Bones at um, Edinburgh Museum. Mm -hmm. And I think you did pique your interest then. You've probably, since you're fairly well-read, probably read here and there accounts of interesting creatures in the Grove, uh, including right. what seem to be dinosaur-related species. Not including, of course, the Saurids themselves. Right, the right. Sapient. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think I, th creatures. that would be easy. You ain't meeting the... the the thinking lizard oh. folk from the grove just the the big old thunder beasts right yeah and the the little ones too there's a lot of little ones there oh. from what we have heard uh i have not been yet but uh, we've definitely talked to some hunters that have gone out that way and to explore Someday. i think jacoby's gonna shoot a glance over towards uh, amos and kind of nods when when he says someday <laughs> because damn if that doesn't sound fun Dang right. <laughs> In the meantime, if you want to um, take out a horse, feel welcome to. I was oh, just about to ask that. Thank you, sir. Be our guest. Anybody fancy a hunt? I think I might join up. Uh, join you on that. It's it been a while since I've been uh, on horseback, and I'm getting that itch to ride, you know? You gentlemen, go ahead. I'm going to go to the library. Just do me one tiny favor. No. What would that be, ma'am? Stay away from the water. Ah, fair enough. Point taken. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Of course, ma'am. I just have a bad feeling about, about it. Gets all twisty. Laszlo, would you like to come? Uh, yeah. Might as well get, a, get some practice in with this gun now that I got the ammo to shoot it, right? <laughs> Fair enough. Just don't shoot each other. Not on purpose. Madam. Although, I, you know I, I, I do have to question... You. <laughs> I, I do have to question my friend. Uh, you don't actually plan on hunting with a derringer, do you? I like to live dangerous. I'll, what could I say? <laughs> I don't think it'll be an issue. Well, I mean, between the two of us, probably not. It's just, you know, back home, and I mean, no offense, Miss Trefini, Derringers are seen as a as a woman's gun because of their small size and compactness and lack of oomph. She looks down at her now stubby hand. No offense well, taken. I mean, the Derringer fits quite nicely in a in a lady's handbag. A, it's a good boot weapon if you ain't got uh, anything else as a backup for sure. Mm -hmm. But, you know, no offense is taken. Yeah. 
However, well, I was able to shoot that hole in your hat with, with my little gun. And she just grins. I do chuckle. remember. <laughs> well, well, I mean, um, it could be if, even if I don't shoot that much, you know, I could always be a Judy's goat and uh, draw some attention of these things running, running out, too, for that much, for that matter. If that's the part you want to play, then that that's the part you 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 want to play. But uh, I, I I think uh, we got our afternoon planned, gentlemen. Right, right. Uh, shall we escort you over to the library? Why, thank you. And I will escort <laughs> her to the library. <laughs> yeah, and Mar- Marlo will offer also to Laszlo to take his um, um, croquet gear and store it if he wishes to use it. Um, have someone carry <laughs> it for him. If he wants to have a game of croquet later. Yeah, I, th- I think he'd do that later. I know, I think he will bring the cricket bat with him to the hunt, just as a backup <laughs> weapon. Because, I mean, he, I, I mean he, oh. just admit, he just said he could be a Jude, like a... A Judas uh, goat. Know, yeah, even though he he thinks it's a Judy's goat. <laughs> I, I, figured that, I, I figured that was him with the Malaprover, yeah. yeah. Alright, yeah, yeah, so you have no problem escorting Madame Trofini into the uh, library, and maybe we'll deal with that now. What is Madame Trofini looking for? So she is looking for books on, like, more sort of mysticism type stuff and her sort of thing. Oh, yeah. To see if there's anything in the library on that. And specifically, she's looking for ones on meanings of like symbolism and meanings because she's going to try to see if she can figure out what an octopus means like if there's a meaning behind an octopus in a oh, vision okay interesting uh in general um what you're finding uh if you're just looking for that is that it tends to reveal you're in some kind of problematic condition in some way okay. um could be stress um you're thinking it could be related to oh maybe that converted over to a dwarf now maybe that's what it means as problematic you're not sure but there is a little bit of conflict in some of these books another one actually says it might represent clinginess or possessiveness as well too (laughs) Uh, that may not relate to you it may relate to the person you're reading for um but you're not sure okay um after sort of looking at that, the next thing, because she's going to basically be here all day with the gentleman out yeah. hunting. Yep. Uh, the next thing she would be looking is has knowledge of like legends and fairy tales. And so she's ah. going to look into like in the library for sort of more the local sort of things. Oh, interesting. Since okay. given in the past, she has seen a lot of sort of local legends and things do weird things. She's seeing if what there might be around this area. Oh, neat. Okay, I'll get you to do a re. Is it maybe? Yeah, it's a knowledge test. So yeah, roll that knowledge test, and I would say roll plus two because you have access to a library. Okay. So it's not just your own knowledge; it's um, this library too. Excellent. That gets me up to a nice even ten. <laughs> ten. Nice even Excellent. ten. Yeah, you do uh, find some things on legends um, from usually sailors. Um, relating to squid and octopi. Um, usually, of course, clinging, clinging to vessels, creeping aboard. Uh, at least one, one account of uh, a legend of a particular octopus um, that would attach itself to the back of the neck and control 
the human being mm. in the legend. Uh, of course, those legends haven't been updated for Boojums, but um, there there is yeah. a, a thing in there about uh, mind control and um, intelligent uh, intelligent squid, intelligent octopus. They would still be able to talk, but the octopus would be controlling them. As she reads this, she kind of gives a little bit of a shudder and touches the pouch on her belt that carries the deck. I'm glad I told them to stay stay clear of the water. <laughs> <laughs> And that's basically how she spends her, her yeah. day. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, Amos and uh, Jacoby and Laszlo, you're led out to the... Um, you're led to the stable. And um, there are several horses to choose from there. You can each kind of basically find what uh, would be appropriate to your body type um, for riding. There's a good mix of, you know, Clydesdales and um, ponies and things like that. I don't know what would be appropriate for a dwarf, maybe... Um, one of the more smaller horses, I'm guessing. Uh, question. I don't know. Um, Maybe a pony? I don't know. Sure. I mean... I don't know if they can take the weight. (laughs) Yeah. I'll say they can. Maybe they're... There wouldn't be any special breeds yet, for sure. And, uh, yeah, you're able to find a good horse and ride out. And, um, they'll get everyone to roll equestrian. Uh, If you don't have it, it's going to be either perception or dexterity or willpower. Your choice. Oh. <laughs> Alright, let me look at my stats. Apparently my animal does not like me much. <laughs> yeah, so three, you're going to be having some trouble. Well, what are the options again? Perception? Perception, willpower, or dexterity. It depends on basically whether you are feeling like um, you're going to accommodate riding a horse by, you know, being fairly quick-witted, or are you going to do it by being very smart, or are you going to do it by being fairly willful? Um, because the, I know the equestrian skill actually basically lets you choose from those, I'm pretty sure. All right, I'm yeah, going with... there are three options to it. Doesn't matter for me, they're all the same number. Yep. <laughs> yep, four, four is actually the target number, so you're all right there. I think you're almost going to have a little bit of trouble, so uh, we'll get Jacob to roll, see if he can assist as well as um, get himself going. So yeah, nine is really good, and I think that's... Yeah, so this place, yeah, fairly new, very well landscaped. Um, and uh, Laszlo, you actually know um, a little bit about the Marquess. You know that he's a bit of a gardener, so not a surprise to you. Um, but um, what's your goal out here? I think Amos wanted to do some hunting, right? Yep. Yeah. Jacob right. does too, but he also wants to examine the gigantic two trees that give the island its name. Yeah. Because he saw those, and he couldn't help but go, Gee, those things seem important. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. And um, yeah, you can head I mean, in that direction. Don't and name then... an island after its main feature without, you know, the, the, the feature being important in some manner. And Fair enough. I mean, he, uh, we do have know, to start somewhere. Exactly. It's it just, you know, uh, I, I think in, in character. So after all the adventures I've been on with y'all and. I mean, any emotions to himself. I just can't help but feel that there's more to these two trees than just being two trees. Fair enough. Let's head yeah, out that I, way, then. I, I will say those two trees are the oldest trees in the estate, from my knowledge. A lot of the other ones around here are new with the new building. I'm just I'm just glad to be included without any money being exchanged. That's not, that's not the usual sort for me. <laughs> Fair enough. 
Well, let's go then. Alright, so you're able to head off there. Um, Blasted animal. Uh, almost has some trouble. It, um, yeah, it starts zagging when it should zig, and you're probably thrown off once or twice um, yeah, with a little bit of assistance from Jacoby getting back on and showing the ropes, as it were. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, we'll say on approach there, um, hmm, I'm going to look Jacoby to roll a past using smell. Okay. Okay. Uh, what was that using smell? Uh, perception. Okay, so just uh, just perception. <laughs> I think that's the only thing you can do <laughs> for smell. Well, yeah. <laughs> Imagining a well, smell no, I, power I, test. No power yet. <laughs> Actually, uh, a low-powered smell test could be a thing. If he's be. trying to stay, you know, conscious or not distracted by a really overpowering scent of some kind. I guess like, so, Like, say, yeah. it would be knockout gas. <laughs> Oh um, yeah. Okay. So yeah, just, I think it's perception, perception plus two for you because you get the yeah better yeah, sniffer. Yeah, yeah. I do. So that makes it step eight. Okay, five. That's for that's basically the target number on this one. You're okay. smelling that. Um, there is a bit of a, you know, you have this, you know, this notion that you always have kind of unconsciously of what it should smell like when you're around trees. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe it's the, the peat in the ground, or it could be pollen sometimes, like if something's blooming that's a little bit of a scent, or the leaves or anything like that. Uh, for you, the trees do seem a little bit off, and it's almost like uh, you you have this odd perception of, like, it seems like you're in a forest, but there's only two trees here. Um, mm. Like, it smells like a forest. Okay just the closer you get you're like i smell like i'm under a forest but i see only the two trees and i think jacoby is gonna kind of maybe rear up his horse and go y'all getting any kind of weird sensation because um weird I, what get- way well all right ever ever since our last little adventure from the quarry when we came back from that uh I've noticed my sniffer seems to be going overdrive. I've, I'm, I'm smelling, like I'm deep in a forest, but in emotions around. There's only the two trees here. I mean, they are sizable. Yeah, I, that was a thought, but I feel like I'm surrounded. Like I said, I'm deep in like old growth forest, <laughs> and not on a well-manicured estate with two old-growth trees. Hmm. And while you're mentioning this, I'm also get you to roll a tracking test. I don't know what to do with this, so I'll go with tracking. No, awareness. Awareness, actually. Awareness? Yeah. Or hunting. I do have hunting. Oh, if you have hunting, roll hunting. Yeah. Of course I have hunting. That's what I... I didn't even <laughs> know that enough. was a skill. <laughs> okay, six. Uh, I'm going to write uh, run an opposed thing here. Uh, six. Okay, meets it, beats it. So, yes, on a six, you do. You just saw a fairly sizable boar just uh, sneak behind some shrubs nearby. Looks like dinner has shown up. <laughs> it's uh, right behind those shrubs. I believe Laszlo, you uh, volunteered for the <laughs> for the beating job. So, <laughs> all right. Can yes, can I be can I be mean? <laughs> Just real quick. Okay. <laughs> Stopping you. 
I'm gonna slap Laszlo's horse to spur it forward. <laughs> <laughs> okay, roll a dexterity check just to see right. how that goes. Here Actually, it roll equestrian. Roll equestrian because this is your thing. This oh. is true. Nine for equestrian. Yeah, I think you can do that. Uh, Laszlo's probably little... not aware enough to to be able to do anything about that other than. Uh, it, yeah, it's starting to. You, you, Laszlo, you think uh, Jacoby just slapped the back of your horse and has taken off? What do you do? Okay. Um... Yeah! Smack! <laughs> oh, Jacoby. You know what? I think. You know what? I think Laszlo's going to do something very show off. Uh, he'll, he'll be fine. <laughs> he wanted to do this anyway. As the horse takes off, I want him. I'm thinking he's gonna try to move the horse. He's trying to try to direct the horse so it goes by the bush, and then he's gonna try to hop off the horse and then uh, <laughs> smack the boar with the cricket bat. Okay, all right. The horse is headed that way. Uh, boar does kind of jump out. You're gonna so try and get- beat him like a croquet ball. Yeah. I don't think this will work, but hey, I'd love to see you try. Uh, do trick riding, which is, you don't have trick riding, I'm guessing. Yeah. Uh, so, there'll just be raw dexterity. No karma okay. or anything. Just a raw dexterity check. Okay. Alright, that's me. It's seven. Five. Okay. I would say you're able to get off the horse, but you kind of aren't able to run and chase after this thing, because you maybe you just like land in a weird way. And maybe the bat is not in the right direction, and you actually end up um, sticking the bat into the ground uh, a bit, and uh, it's stuck in the earth slightly. And um, we'll go to Amos and Jacoby next. Uh, there's a boar running out just past. Perfect. I will sling the rifle from my shoulder and take a shot. All right. Do you two want to roll initiative to see who goes first, who draws sure. first? All right. Uh, okay. Sure. Uh... <laughs> Ooh, okay. okay. Ah, there we are. Five. All right, Jacoby, you're first. You taking a okay. shot at the boar? Is that what you're doing? Uh, I'm going to use my repeating rifle. All right. Are you using true shot or anything like that? Because nah. now you have that. Okay. I, I mean, you know, this is if it's if it was like a monster or something, that's one. That's thing, true. But... Yeah. You'd be wasting uh, karma, I think. Otherwise. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, yeah. So firearms. Uh, three. Uh, Jacoby, you're gonna widely miss. Uh, maybe you want to describe that. Yeah. I, I think in wanting to whip out his rifle first to kind of beat Amos because you know boys are competitive. Um, he he's gonna just whip around and not properly aim right. He's still kind of getting used to the rifle and everything. Uh, but because it's a repeating rifle. Uh, I'm going to take the one-step penalty for the attack test and shoot a second shot. Okay, yep. Roll that. Forget to take your strain, too. Yep. Thank you. Karma, health. Much better. Okay, eight. That will actually hit. So, what do you do for damage? Yeah. Oh, yeah, three. Very good. Um, let me check in. I feel like this thing shouldn't have armor, but I'm going to check anyway. To be honest, it's a big friggin' boar. It's gonna be beefy. It's got some tough skins. <laughs> Not that much. Okay. But three, uh, three. it's actually just a glancing blow, basically. That you've uh, shot off there. So maybe, yeah, uh, if you want to give a description to all that, uh, the two shots, go ahead. 
And so, you know, he's going to... The first shot goes wide because he was trying to shoulder his rifle quickly to beat Amos. And the second, it's like, damn it. The second shot, ping, it's like, ah, crap, that one didn't hit real good either. Amos, you're up. <laughs> this is all in a matter of a couple seconds. And <laughs> Amos, uh, go ahead. Uh, what do you do? <laughs> we'll, say, we'll say it hits his shoulder and kind of just grazes and it squeals annoyingly. And I'm like, oh, that ain't good. Uh, yep, Amos will unsling his rifle. He'll uh, cham- check the chamber, chamber around, pull the rifle up, and he will fire. Okay. Roll firearms? Yep. Yeah, that's an extra success. Okay. Now we're talking turkey. 14. No, it's four. <laughs> oh, wow. Good! Okay. Hit. So, 18... Now I just gotta find all the numbers on this thing. It's a the chart is sideways on the PDF, so I have to read yes, it sideways. It <laughs> mm, yeah, so eighteen. You basically wound it. So describe your shot on wounding. Okay, does it fall down? Oh, good question, because that is enough to trigger a knockdown test. It does fall down. Oh, oh my God, does it ever? <laughs> yep. One uh, and, falls and down. And then, uh, having watched it fall over, I will take my second shot. Okay, roll second shot. Yep. So it's negative three, which means you hit with an extra success, actually. Still. <laughs> yep, just because it's down. Oh boy, okay, yeah, you can describe a killing blow on this then. <laughs> Alright, so. Works is uh, for dinner. He aims up his shot and he leads it a little bit and fires, and it actually uh, hits it in the front legs and knocks it down. Uh, he tampers the next round and fires directly into its head and just it lies down and dies. That's how it's done. Alright, let's go uh, let's go take care of our dinner, shall we? I tip my hat to you, good sir. Uh, good job, Laszlo! Meanwhile, Laszlo's still trying to pull his um, <laughs> cricket bat out of the ground. Lazo raises a thumb up as he's trying to pull the bat out of out of the ground. <laughs> <laughs> you need a little help there, Hell. time, dear listeners. Blessings and good health. Salutations and valedictions for the Boneyards and Boojums podcast are narrated by Jillian. I am coming to you from the Many Realms podcast for also an RPG podcast. If you like short, exciting campaigns and one-shots, you can check us out online at The Realmscast or wherever you get your podcasts. Original music for Laszlo the Gambler is by Sean O'Dell. For Creative Commons music credits, please see the episode notes.